0: Hello beautiful ones. Thank you for joining me for another episode of our podcast. For those of you that don't know me, I'm Holly. I am the founder of the Medicine Woman Collective. So today, oh, I've got a bit of a topic that I want to talk to you about today and I can feel a little bit of inner resistance to this topic because In some ways, it is deeply personal. And, you know, that brings up our vulnerability, right? When we start diving into the bits that we have struggled with the most in our wellness, in our spiritual journey, in our personal development journey. Those things that continue to hook us in and keep us playing out old patterns, playing out that samsara, that, that cycle of doing the same thing over and over again. And although each time it's a little bit different, this is something that I have struggled with on my journey so much (laughs) that, uh, you know, it could be funny. (laughs) But it's this idea or this topic of the fact that there is a huge emotional element to ill health that often gets dismissed or ignored in our health systems, in the way that western medicine approaches our, our health. And I know nine years ago, um, for those of you that don't know my story, after the birth of my third child, I developed rheumatoid arthritis. And it took a year to discover what it even was. And that only came about because I went private But one of the things that struck me through what at the time felt like a real battle, a battle to get diagnosed, a battle to get the medication that I needed, was this lack of, um, I won't even say empathy, because I think there was a lot of empathy from doctors and nurses, but just lack of uh, support. I think, available in our health service when it comes to having long-term conditions. And it's one of the things I see with my clients. You know, I, I have clients that have struggled with conditions for a really long time and from young ages that have had debilitating impacts on their life and their ability to live the life they want to live and be the person they want to be. And other than short-term counselling through our health service or support groups, which um, I've never, I should say I've never attended a, a support group myself, but I know people that have attended support groups have found them limited in their helpfulness and their understanding of the emotional impact a condition can have on you. I think it's a big gap. There's a huge gap and it's something that we're not particularly taught at any point, how to deal with the changes that can occur as the result of a health condition. And the reason this feels really personal and really live for me right now is over the past six months, I've had a a real kind of setback in my health. And because of the tools and experience that I have, I've been able to observe this from a different lens. But I don't want to sit here and pretend that it hasn't still had an emotional impact. It has. You know, there's still been huge amounts of frustration coming up within me. There's been huge amounts of inner judgment coming up around, well, perhaps I wasn't looking after myself enough, perhaps I wasn't doing the right things. And that mental um, criticism which only leads to more pain, more suffering, making the process even harder than it needs to be. So I wanted to talk to you today about the things that have helped me on that journey over this past nine years at different times. And like I say, I'm not saying any of these are quick fixes. I'm not saying any of these take away the the gravity of what you might be going through right now if you have a debilitating long-term condition because i've certainly felt that emotional impact especially recently you know we're in copper season from an ayurvedic lens which you know for those of us in the northern hemisphere that where it already feels quite heavy and quite dreary and quite depressing. You know, the weather is quite depressing right now. I'm recording this on a very grey, drizzly day where, you know, every part of my being wants to be laid on a nice, warm, sunny beach and wants to resist what is. And so when the energy is already feeling like that, And my mobility is limited and I'm in pain and inflammation is affecting my cognitive abilities and I'm feeling really slow, almost, um, I want to say stoned without the good bits. (laughs) It, It can be really easy to sink into that, to sink into the unfairness of it all to sink into wanting it to be different, for it to, you know, this big part of you that perhaps emerges in those times that can feel almost like a tantruming toddler that wants to stamp her feet and say, it's not fair, it's not fair, because it doesn't feel fair. And... I think most of us have a level of resilience or kind of good level of resilience when we know things are going to be for a limited period of time. You know, if you've got a cold or, or, or flu, you can kind of see the end in sight, right? So you're like, well, you know, worst case scenario, a few weeks, I should be back to my old self. Whereas, the longer term conditions, or when you're trying to figure out medications and trying to find solutions and you never quite know if anything is going to work, then that has a very different feel to it. And so today I wanted to go through a few things that I've learned along the way that, that help. They won't solve. They won't take away it all, but they will certainly help in terms of helping you shift your perspective around it all, or thoughts and things you can do that will allow you to find some grace, find some surrender, find some self-kindness along this journey. So on that note, number one, is self-kindness. And, you know, I've been quite open about the fact that self-kindness, self-compassion, oh, that was never something that came easy to me. I was good at, you know, I was good at being my own cheerleader in a way. I was good at, if something needed to be done, you know, psyching myself up in doing that. But the problem arose when there was nothing I could do. You know, when you just have to accept. And so began my journey into self-kindness, self-compassion, allowing myself to feel my emotions when they were really dark and heavy and, you know, From my logical brain, it was saying things like, you know, this isn't helpful to stay in this emotion, so I'd want to avoid it, and I'd want to push it away. But then that just created that inner battle within. And instead, I found that leaning into that self-kindness, that place of self-compassion, which I think for many of us just does not come easy can be so super helpful and the thing that helped me even understand what that might look like was continuing to ask myself the question right if this was my best friend in this situation what would i be saying to her you know would i be telling her she should be doing more she should be you know making more of an effort. She should be pushing through the pain. No, of course I wouldn't. (laughs) Of course I wouldn't. And when I would find myself going into that frustrated and judgmental and critical voice in my head around just push through, I would come back to that question, right, what would I be saying to my best friend? And starting to remember that internally, right, okay, the kinder thing to say to myself here is this. So that's number one, that, that developing self-kindness. And what I would say is, if this concept of self-kindness has been something that's quite alien to you over your life, then it's not just a flip, like a switch that you flick on. It is something that needs to be cultivated. It's something that needs to be developed. It's a new skill to be learned. And it's a practice to come back to time and time and time again, when it feels hard, when it feels challenging, when you wanna resist, when you you wanna be critical, when you wanna be judgmental of yourself, when you wanna, you know, every ounce of your being wants to just G yourself up. So be patient with yourself as you're doing that. Don't expect that to just happen in one go. And the truth is I needed tools to make that happen. You know, I needed my meditation practice. I needed my Reiki. I needed Ayurvedic philosophy and concepts and that feminine form medicine to help me remember to get back in touch with that compassionate side when I was dealing with myself. So if that's the same for you, then that's okay. And remember, you know, we've got loads of free resources on our website, themedicinewomancollective.com in terms of things like meditations and courses that will help you on that journey, as well as, you know, our certified programs. So if you know this is something you really want to develop, then have a look at our Reiki training, have a look at our Insights to Awakening meditation teacher training, because these are, there's huge tools in there, like life-changing tools in there that will really help you get back in touch with this part of you. So that number one, self-kindness. Number two is to embrace those times when I'm ill. And (laughs) again, you're likely to experience a lot of resistance to this, or I certainly have. So these days, instead of getting as frustrated, I won't say there's no frustration, there's always frustration, right? But instead of getting locked into that frustration, I'm more likely to acknowledge the frustration and then how can I give in to this in a way that would feel beautiful and healing and helpful? So the days my body is just struggling to be mobile Can I just create a little sanctuary in my bedroom? Can I light those candles and incense? Can I put on my most favorite movies that that lift me up? Can I listen to something that is just going to soothe my soul even if my body is beyond soothing at that point? I might even give myself like Uh, a little spa day, some self massage, massaging those inflamed joints with some beautiful warm oil. I might pamper myself and read my favorite stories. So even though I may be ill, in pain, not the best state, I can still find joy and pleasure in those moments. Because just because we're feeling one thing, it doesn't mean we can't feel something else as well. That could take me onto a whole new topic, but you know, that's the truth, right? We often think that we feel one emotion or we experience one thing. But in this moment, there's so much that's going on. You know, I could focus on the fact that I've currently got pain in my joints. Or I could focus on the fact that when I take in a nice deep breath and let that go, that feels amazing. That feels healing. I could focus on the fact that I have some truly beautiful people in my life and I have this amazing job, (laughs) which, you know, I still have to pinch myself about. So in one moment we can experience a multitude of things, it's not just one thing, but when it does feel like there's so much of the heaviness, so much of the darkness going on, then we get to counteract that. We get to balance it out in whatever way feels good to us. like comedy has been something that I've been leaning into big time, which I talked about the other day on a live, because that felt like the medicine that I've really needed, you know, I've really needed those big belly laughs that, you know, you can feel vibrating through your whole soul. So number two is kind of, can you embrace those days where, you know, you're gonna have to give in to it there's no point fighting it you're not you're not well given and how can you make that a joyous experience or a pleasurable experience to counteract the other energy of what's going on we then have um number three which is something that has absolutely kept me sane over the past six months which is pain meditation so this will only be relevant for those of you that have conditions that involve pain and discomfort sensation in the body I'm trying to think of conditions that wouldn't involve that but (laughs) and if you haven't experienced a pain meditation before in its simplest form or one of the most simplest forms of a pain meditation is where you allow the pain to be your focus point of your meditation. Where you really get to know the sensation of that pain. And this, again, it sounds counterintuitive because often we find that if we're in pain or discomfort, we want to push that away, we want to avoid looking at it, we want to distract ourselves and You know, in some ways that can be really helpful, but but often it can lead to a lot of frustration, a lot of resistance to what is. And the irony is when when you actually focus on the sensation of pain, after a while you will find that sensation loses the meaning, loses the attachment we have to it as bad or wrong or um, the sensation of pain no longer cognitively means the same thing and uh, it just becomes another sensation in the body like joy or excitement or awe or warmth or cold, it just becomes another sensation. Another pain meditation we can do is where we will also include in our awareness other parts of the body that feel pleasurable. So like say, one of the things is with pain is it can sometimes feel like it takes over everything. And so another way is when we can expand our awareness So we can be aware of the pain, but we can also be aware of our body laying on a comfy bed or our feet touching a floor or the sensation of our clothes touching our skin. And so we start to include in our awareness, as well as the pain, the more, like pleasurable sensations that are going on in the body. I have to say my, I I prefer, my preference is the first meditation I just talked about. Because what I find is when I can let go of the judgment of pain, when I can just be with the sensation There's this strange thing that happens where it it almost becomes pleasurable. It becomes a reminder that I'm alive. It's a reminder that I'm here in this moment and part of this existence. Now that can sound a little bit esoteric and you know often putting words to these different perspectives or states of consciousness can be really difficult. So I would encourage you to just experience it for yourself. Give it a go. See how that feels for you. Another thing we can do, and again, it's drawing on meditation. You'll get the theme here that meditation, you know, I've, I've, I've said it all along. Meditation has been probably one of my biggest lifesavers in this journey. But number four is using meditation in another way where we learn to just accept what is, to embrace what's happening in this moment. So it's kind of an extension of the pain, but actually that can involve a lot of other symptoms as well, right? That could be any brain fog that you're experiencing. It's a bit like, Well, one of our biggest challenges as humans is is to stay present with what is without judgment. Can you just be with what is and see the beauty in it? And when I say beauty, you're not actively seeking out the beauty in it. But when you're just present, when you're just here now, when you're not comparing this moment to another moment, when you're not trying to make it into something it's not, when you're not trying to make your body into something it's not in this moment, when you're not trying to resist who you are in this moment, there's this huge sense of surrender that happens, this natural surrender where you just embrace the moment fully. And you realize that there is beauty in this moment. You don't have to seek it out. It's just here. And there's beauty in you as you're negotiating this condition, as you're negotiating this moment of pain, as you're negotiating this, this brain fog when you can just be with it. It's, it's transformative. It's really transformative. So that's just a few really simple things that I have done. I would also add a number five in there just quickly off the cuff, which is make sure to talk to people, right? Often, especially the, the women and the men, all of us, we can have this facade that we try and put up, this facade of, you know, I'm coping, I'm doing okay, Um, this facade of not wanting to be weak, or this facade of putting all our power in other people's hands there's there's so much that we do in these moments which just gets in our own way and builds up this barrier between us and the world and that doesn't mean you have to go around telling everyone right we don't have to go around telling everyone but those people you feel safe with you don't need to feel guilty you don't need to feel ashamed you don't need to feel bad about the fact that you're not very well and it's hard and it's tough and you want to resist it. You can allow this to be a gateway to intimacy with the people that you love because the truth is the relationship I have with my husband, with my children, it's actually only been strengthened through my condition. In the respect of, I had to let down my walls. I had to start letting people help me. I had to start embracing support. I had to stop being superwoman. I had to, you know, ask for help. Oh God, that was a difficult one, asking for help. And with that, we begin to give people the opportunity to help us. And, um, you know, the helpers amongst us will know how good that really feels, right? When you can truly help someone, when you can make them feel better, when you can um, offer some solace to someone who's having a tough time, that doesn't just help them, right? That, that helps you if you're the helper. So allow your loved ones around you that opportunity to to have that that gift of being able to help someone they love to being able to support someone they love to really be present for you when when you just you know you're struggling and you need a cuddle and you want someone to tell you you're still loved give them the opportunity to do that and if you find that the people around you, you don't feel safe enough to do that, then this is the perfect opportunity to find a community, to find a safe space, to find people you can work with. And, you know, initially for me, that wasn't my family. That My walls were so high, like I was so busy trying to help everyone else that the thought of being vulnerable with other people just felt so alien and scary that I had to initially work with people in a professional capacity. You know, I I tried counselling on my journey. I worked with coaches that really understood this. I've got a you know, so much support in terms of teachers, mainly my spiritual teachers that have really helped me understand some of these concepts and been able to be really present for me on this journey. So if you can't see that safe space in your immediate, immediate family or friends, Or that just feels so alien to you that you just don't feel like you're there yet. Then make sure to to reach out to communities or coaches or counsellors. You know, get in touch with me. Send me a message. I'd be happy, really happy to, to talk to you about that and to see how I could help. So lovelies. I hope that's been helpful for those of you who are today perhaps struggling with a condition, whatever that may be. One, to let you know you're not alone. And, you know, the Buddha taught us this is like inevitable in life, right? People get sick. It's it's one of the inevitabilities. But he also taught us this: this can be You know, our suffering is the way through, It's the way that we get to that next level of awakening. It can be a beautiful way to crack open our heart space and to let down our walls and to really start being present. Or we just use that as another way to build bricks up around us and make our process, the process of awakening 10 times harder. So I hope this inspires you to use this as part of your, whatever you call that journey, your spiritual growth journey, your personal growth journey, your wellness journey. I hope this has given you something to take away, think about, start putting into practice. And as I said, if there's any questions or anything you wanna talk about off the back of this, feel free to reach out to me. Um, Facebook Messenger is probably the best way. And I look forward to seeing you soon for another episode. Take care. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I so hope you got value and inspiration to take forward into your business. If there's anything you want to share with me, I would love to hear from you. So please feel free to reach out and if you want to support me if you could leave a review subscribe share with your friends that would be fabulous in the meantime you can find out more about me and what I do at my website link is in the show notes otherwise I will see you soon take care